Hey y'all, hey. Oh my gosh, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Oh goodness. Ooh, Lord God, you are so faithful and you are so good. Oh my God, you are so faithful and you are so good. Thank you, Lord. Ugh. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. Do me a favor. I am going to start sharing the video. And then you start sharing the video. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to have the video absolutely everywhere. And what that's called is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I want kingdom um, to come to this earth. And because I want kingdom to come to this earth, it's so important um, that the gospel be shared. Ooh, come on, y'all. Oh, my God. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And while you're sharing the gospel, why don't you give us something that you're grateful for? Like share with me something that you're grateful for this morning. We always start our day with gratitude. Ooh, let me put some gratitude in my attitude because we can begin the day with other things. We can do other things. We can work up. We can mumble. We can complain. But if we begin the day with gratitude, then what it does is it sets the course of our entire day. And I would rather have my entire day set with goodness and good things versus my entire day be set with grumbling and complaining so we wake up with thanksgiving we wake up with in our courts with, with in god's courts with praise right Ooh, come on y'all so let's share the video let's drop in the comments something that we're grateful for today uh shanquita says she's grateful for this community Ooh, can i tell you something i had no understanding um, of how important community was until I realized that Candace said she's grateful for a fresh start. I realized I was really trying to do life on my own um, because I had experienced some things in life and been hurt by some people in life. I was really still trying to do life on my own, like manage life in my own way, manage life in my own perspective. And I didn't understand that community could change my life, right? That a community being connected to other believers could change my life. Not a church, not just a church, but being, because we're the church. We're going to talk about that today as we talk more about our gifts. We're still talking about our gifts and how to be used in the body of Christ and dealing with the things that are keeping us from being used in the body of Christ. But with all reality and truth, um, I didn't understand how important a community was. Thank you for sharing, Katina. You are always faithful to share. I didn't understand how important a community was, um, how if I could ever learn how to get outside of myself and live in community, that this community would change my life. And um, when God uh, gave a vision for LMJ Ministries, it wasn't just um, per my name, right? It was, um, we all LMJ Ministries, it was a door opening for women to 
get together and to grow in grace in Jesus Christ. And I promise you, I have grown so much, right? That's why sometimes I'm so sad. Not that we can't grow and go in other places, but I'm so sad when people disconnect from any community, not just this community, from community because of offense. Um, when offense separates you, then that means you don't leave. You're not leaving because the Lord is leading you somewhere else. It means you're leaving because you've gotten offended or you're upset. And then guess what? That dwells in your heart. And guess what? That tends to be linked to unforgiveness. So it's just a deeper root. And so this community here grows in grace in Jesus Christ. Um, one of the things that I've been praying lately is that everybody that is supposed to be connected to our community, if they've walked off or if they haven't made the community a priority anymore, um, that they come back to the community and that our new people that are supposed to be a part of our community get here. We're, we're supposed to have like a thousand a thousand people worshiping with us in the morning, a thousand people strong, a thousand people sharing this devotional in the morning. And I know that seems like a big community, but it really isn't because we really spend time getting to know one another. So I want to encourage you to seek and look for community. You need a community. God did not mean for you to do life alone. And if we can ever um, humble ourselves enough, woo, come on, that's the big word this morning, humble, humility, woo, nobody likes to talk about humility, right? Um, if we can ever humble ourselves enough to really understand what a community means, right? Um, if we could ever humble ourselves enough um, to stay planted where God has asked us to be planted, it will change the trajectory of our life. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to be rogue. Oh, I can't afford to be off on my own, right? Um, Y'all know I always tell the story of the little gazelle, right? The little gazelle. I cannot afford to be the little gazelle off on my own because when I'm off on my own, I'm more likely and more subject to um, something happening to me, right? When I walk in community and I walk in fellowship with other believers, then I put myself in the position and the place um, to see and receive God. I was watching a reel earlier this morning that was talking about the purpose of marriage. And I don't know if you didn't see the last two replays. They talked about kingdom women, the executive order for women, the executive order for men. Um, and it was just like so powerful. And then I watched a reel that just confirms what the word of God says, um, two are better than one. Ooh, can you put that in the comments this morning as you're dropping your gratefulness? Can you also put in the comments, key, two are better than one, two are, two are better than one, two are better than one. When you share the video, two are better than one, you put it in your story, two are better than one. Come on, can we put the reality out there, two are better than one? And if your heart has been hardened, right, April, because that's what typically happens. Our hearts get hardened. Um, we get upset. And then once, well, we get upset. Once we get upset, our hearts get hardened. And then we decide, I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. I'm good. I'm good by myself. I got my, you know, my mom. No, there's a whole community that you're supposed to be connected to. There's a group. There's a fellowship. There's a level of accountability. I'm just telling y'all. So two are better than one, right? And then a three-chord strand cannot be broken. Um, I've got some, I've got um, 
Thank you, Lord. I've got a particular prayer circle that I'm in, and there are three of us that pray together every day. And the woman of God called me yesterday, and she's like, I'm just calling to loop you in. You know, uh, it's a mother and a daughter in me. It's a mother and a daughter in me, right? Um, and I don't know how God did this, but God orchestrated the relationship. And hopefully my sharing will help somebody this morning. Um, where it's three of us in this prayer circle, and... And yesterday, the daughter called me. She's like, I just need to loop you in. I need you praying for um, um, my uncle, boom, 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 yada, yada. And so I'm like, okay. And as we are um, talking, she says, do you know, I can, even in a text conversation, feel the fire of God in our messages, in our community, in our thread. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And so we are accomplishing so much through prayer by making prayer the precedent, by making our community the precedent. We do not forsake this these two, we do not forsake the community. We we do not. We stay steadfast right in that community. Um, we are reaching out to each other every day. And if we miss a day, we write back in that thing. And then we're ministering to one another. It's not one person ministering. It's we're ministering to one another. And what it has done for us has just changed our lives, increased our faith. Community brings an increase to your faith. Come on, hear me. Community brings a, a increase to your faith. And so something, because the devil does not like the power of agreement. Can you put that in your comments and put that note in your notes today? The devil does not like the power of agreement. The, the devil wants you to think that you don't need anybody else. The devil wants you in a place, in a position where you are out on your own. Ooh, he wants you so private. My God, and it doesn't matter. It's fine for you to be have some discretion to your life. I'm not saying that, but he wants you so private and so withdrawn that you miss the fellowship and that you miss what God is trying to do in your life and haughtiness and pride. And I know because I have lived it. Haughtiness and pride it are the biggest drivers to interfere, right? Oh my God, come on. They are so destructive. Oh my God. Can you declare this over your life today? I will not let pride destroy my relationships. Come on. Oh, come on now. Will you confess that? I will not let pride destroy my relationships. I'm not going to allow pride to interfere with my relationships. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Oh my God. So if pride comes first, guess what it's doing? It's going to destroy everything in its past. Oh, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me if I got any pride inside of me. Oh, come on, ask him. Holy Spirit, is there any pride inside of me? Is there pride inside of me? Is there pride living on the inside of me? What is that? Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me what pride is doing in my relationships. Show me what pride is keeping me from. Show me whether or not pride is allowing me, um, um, is interfering with the things that you call me to do in kingdom. I will not let pride have my relationships. So what is pride? Pride is like um, a deep pleasure, a satisfaction derived from me. Woo! 
Woo! My God, come on. It's me. It's me about me, right? It's me in my own dignity. It's me in my own self-worth. It's me in my own respect. It's me. Pride is about me. Pride isn't about anyone else. Pride is about me, right? Pride is about me. Pride is about me. And most of us don't realize how harmful pride is because we associate pride with self-worth. And pride is not the same thing as self-worth. Come on, y'all, share this video today. Pride is not the same. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Pride is not the same thing as your self-worth. Pride is not. Pride is a destructive force. Pride, pride um, creates the basis for me to disrespect others Ooh! and to try to create suffering in their lives. My God, when I'm prideful, I'm so into me that I have no problem devaluing anybody else, right? That's what pride does, right? It's poison right um and so there are dangers to pride right pride causes us to assess our lives by the standard of our accomplishments rather than god's given identity let me drink a little bit let me drink a little bit it says pride causes us to assess our lives by the standard of our accomplishments rather than our god given identity come on now oh my god so there's a danger in pride right there's a danger in pride pride is so dangerous right pride pride when pride is a part of the equation we see ourselves greater than someone else or we see what we think what we feel like is right is greater than right we set we set ourselves in an unrealistic view of ourselves we leave ourselves um we're not open for correction whatsoever oh my god this is what destroys our relationship this is what destroys our church this is what keeps us from um um submitting ourselves come on holy spirit romans 12 and 3 don't think you are better than you really are Come on now, be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. I cannot afford to, if I'm going to be in healthy relationships, if I'm going to be in community, if I'm going to walk, I cannot afford to evaluate myself according to this word. I cannot afford to evaluate myself according to others. I cannot afford to see myself better than others. My God, I cannot right? I got to measure myself by the faith that God has given me. I got to measure myself by the word of God. Come on, put that in your notes and comments today. Oh, we meditating well this morning. Oh, I have to measure myself Ooh, by the faith that God has given me, right? So we got to ask the Lord to reveal to us pride. Pride will cause me to assess my life by the standard, my standards and accomplishments rather than what God says. Pride detaches us from the community. I just said that if if pride has a voice, then it comes out as our egos. Woo! Come on now. My God. If pride has a voice, then it comes out as our egos. It comes out puffed up. It just sounds different. 
Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear when we are prideful. Give us ears to hear when, when we are operating in a place where we are higher and above the standard of the word. Because it's not about being higher and above the standard of people. It's really about being higher and stand above the standard of the word. Ooh, when I operate in pride, um, above the standard of the word. So pride, pride cuts. Can I tell you something? Pride cuts, like cuts the cords of our relationship. Ooh, come on, y'all. Pride cuts off communication. Pride cuts off understanding. Oh my God. Pride cuts the cords of the relationship. And when I, when the cord of my relationship is cut, this was not in my notes today. So Holy Spirit, you lead us. I hear you. The Lord is like, yes, it is. It's in the spiritual notes. So when pride is in place, then it's cutting the cords of our relationship. It cuts off communication. And what it does is it pushes us into isolation. When it puts us into isolation, guess what we gain more than anything? Or guess what we do more than anything? We become self-confident other than God confident. Oh my God. And we can't afford to be self-confident versus God confidence. We begin to have some. And the minute that we start saying, oh, this message is not for me. Or when we hear messages on pride and we start feeling uncomfortable, oh, this message aren't for me. It's probably somewhere that pride is working in our lives. So when we push ourselves and we push into isolation, come on now. We've talked about how isolation is the trick of the enemy. Come on now. Oh, my God. Pride Messages on pride um, makes us um, uncomfortable. There is a fruit that comes from pride. Ooh, come on, y'all. Oh my God, there's a fruit that comes from pride. Somebody put that in my note, their notes today. There's a fruit that comes from pride. Proverbs 11 and 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. I promise you, we can always work on pride. There's a fruit. There's a fruit that comes from pride. Pride produces a fruit. Just like the Holy Spirit produces a fruit, pride produces a fruit. Ooh, my God. So pride in our relationships severs the cords, severs communication, brings me into self-confidence, takes me out of God confidence, and makes me think that I can do life alone. And God never meant for me to do life alone. God meant for, never meant for us to handle things on our own. We are supposed to be in community because whatever you lack, whoo, guess what? I got and whatever I got, whatever I lack, you got. And then we get to bear things. So then we're not isolated, right? How can you ever advance God's kingdom? How can you ever, ever be used in your gifts when pride pushes you into isolation? Pride shows selfishness and pride will hinder your spiritual growth. Put that in my notes today. If I'm prideful, I'm going to stop growing. Ooh, my God. If I'm prideful... I will stop growing. My God. That's why we are so, that's why this community is so important. That's why I'm so grateful for this community, for the ladies' Bible study group, um, for what we do in ladies' Bible study on Tuesday night. 
for the Saturday prayer call, that's community. That's, that's community. Community isn't just about going out and hanging out. Community, my God, is so much deeper than that, right? So God didn't make us to be alone. So we have to protect our relationships. Come on now. Say this. I got to protect my relationships from pride. Oh, my God. God, right? So when pride comes in, if we're not watchful, pride will become a solo mission. When we were never meant to be on a solo mission, right? We'll be on a solo mission rather than in a team effort. Oh, come on now. Oh my God. Well, I don't feel like I got no value. I don't feel like, I remember I used to be like, I don't feel like the, nobody values me. Well, when you don't feel like nobody values you, you'll go into isolation instead of asking God to show me my proper placement in all my relationships. Show me my proper placement in my community. And if this particular gift, come on, Holy Spirit, is not going to be used at this time, then show me what you want me to use at this time. My God. So when we when we become prideful, I heard a quote one time that say we get so caught up in looking in the mirrors at ourselves that we are no longer looking in the world around us. Ooh. So pride keeps you inward. Pride keeps the focus on you. Pride keeps you in a position and a place where you're always looking at you. You, 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 you. And you're never looking in the world around you. Pride also creates a critical spirit. Ooh, Lord, deliver me from a critical spirit. I remember I used to be so critical of others. And anytime I'm tired or consumed or overwhelmed, I can feel that critical spirit trying to come back up. Pride creates a critical spirit. When I am prideful, I will begin to judge other people by what I think is good instead of the word of God. In other words, I'll start putting my mouth on people. Ooh, I'll start I'll start looking and pe picking people's lives apart. Why? Come on, y'all. Come on. We got to let God deal with us in the hard places, right? Because pride is creating a, a critical spirit. Remember, pride has fruit. Ooh, pride has fruit. So if pride has fruit, one of the fruits of pride is a critical spirit. So when I am, when I am in pride, I feel like I have um, I have the, the right way or I have the only way Ooh, when I might not have the only way. Oh my God. And I might not have the right way. I just may have a way. Ooh, another fruit of pride is we start to take life into our own hands. And can I tell you something? We can take life into our own hands and call it God. Ooh. Ooh, come on, somebody shout. There go your freedom. You can take life into your own hands and call it God. You can take life into your own hands because you've been offended. You can take life into your own hands because you're hurt. So pride confuses our hearing, right? When pride is unattended to, pride allows to continue happening. We'll start taking life in our own hands. We'll start saying things like, I got this. I don't need nobody else. Woo! 
Even though God has a divine direction that's laid out for us. Come on now. We'll start taking life into our own hands. Proverbs 16 and 8. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before the fire. So the fruit of pride. Come on now. My God. Proverbs 11 and 2. When pride comes, um, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes when? Proverbs 16 and 5, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. So when I'm in a position or place, pride causes a critical spirit. Pride causes me to take life. I start making up. I start making up stuff to do, right? I'll start making up stuff to do and call it God. And call it Call it God and say the Lord, and it may not even be no God attached to it. Come on now. My God, I'll take my gifts out the community. Oh, I'm not using my gifts over there. I'm not using I'm not using those gifts. I'm not using my gifts over there. I'm not, they don't appreciate my gifts. Oh my God. What if they do appreciate your gifts? What if they do appreciate who you are? Why does somebody always have to be stroking your ego? Yes, we love to be appreciated, but Colossians 3 and 23, we're supposed to be doing everything unto the Lord. We will be persuaded, my God, that our own way is right. Oh, my God. And get mad when God disagrees with us. Ooh, come on now. We will be persuaded. Our own way is right. And then be mad when God disagrees with us. That's why pride will lead us. Now, pride is costly. Pride will start costing you something. I remember one time, um, I, I'm just kind of lay it all out there. I didn't really want to be at home. We had some things that were going on in the house. I was looking um, to my own self to sustain the vision. I'm just going to be real. I was looking to my own self to sustain the vision. And there was an opportunity for a course that came up at work. Here's the reality. I had no time for the course because it was going to pull me away from my family. Um, it was going to pull me away from the things that mattered. I got a scholarship for the course, so I justified that it might have to be God, right? All of these different things. Oh, I'm going to use this skill set for this, 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 this. I never really sought the Lord. I was seeking my own way because I thought my way was better than his way. And it was in opposition to what God was trying to tell me. And I was really in a season where I needed to rest. So well, how do we defend? How do we work against pride, right? Remember, because pride has a fruit, right? Um, how do we work against pride? We work against pride by humility. <laughs> humility. We work against pride by being more humble, right? We work against pride by humbling ourselves. It's not thinking less than ourselves. That's not what humility is, but thinking of ourselves as less. That's what C.S. Lewis said, right? I'm not thinking less of myself, but thinking less of myself. Like my thoughts are not always centered on myself because when my thoughts are always centered on myself, first Peter five and six says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at a proper time, he may exalt you. When I am humble, I'm not thinking about what, what do I need to do? I'm not always on myself. What I'm trying to figure out is what do I need to accomplish and what do I need to do for 
others, right? So humility, when, we, when we're walking in humility, I might make sure I watch my time. When we're working in humility, which is the opposite of pride, this is not denying the gifts and the graces God has given me. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not denying the gifts and graces God has given me, right? You need to know what you're gifted in. That's what we're about to get in. You got to realize that you're here and called to serve others. Humility is not putting yourself down. Like you still should be able to take a compliment, right? Humility is being sober. Come on, y'all. Help me out. I'm pulling these notes today. Being sober in your assessment. Being sober in who you are and walking in God's grace and giving and using what God gave you for his glory, not yours. Humility is also not a lack of direction. Ooh, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of this today. It might be too thick. Humility is not also a lack of direction. In humility, God will still give you clear guidance and direction. Oh, you know, just wherever the Lord leads. No, humility is not a, it's a desire for godly ambition. It's a desire for God's ways, right? It's an understanding that God's thoughts are not my thoughts and God's ways are not my ways. It is not wrong for you to want to be used by God. It is not wrong for you to want to do great things for God. It is not, but it, it, God, God is not glorified because um, you act defeated. That does not, that's not what humility is, right? So it's not wrong. It's not denying the work of God in you in the church, right? Um, it's not a pursuit. Humility is not a pursuit of mediocrity. That's not what we do when we're walking humble. We're not pursuing mediocrity. Humility is not denying or backing away from the truth, right? You're called to be righteous and humble, right? But that's not what humility is. So humility... So humility puts me in a position, a place where God be, can be glorified and I recognize and know who I am in kingdom and I stand up in that and I don't let pride deceive me. Ooh, my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let me give you just a few more scriptures and we out of here, right? Proverbs 16 and 2, all a man's ways seem innocent to him. But motives are weighed by the Lord. That's what we say. Lord, we need you to weigh our motives. Proverbs 21 and 2. All a man weighs seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart, right? And humility is the door to true freedom. Ooh, how do you deal with the issues in your life has a lot to do with how free you will be. John 8, 31 and 36. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is gonna set you free. When I hold on to the word as my scale of judgment, then it's gonna set me free. And then the word begins to convict me, right? And as the word begins to convict me, then I walk in the truth and then the freedom come and I'm free from pride. I'm free from the root of pride and I'm free from the danger of comparing myself. And then guess what? I can be in community woo, with no problem. I can be in community and not be jealous. I can be in community and not be insecure. I can be in community and find, find my place. Right? Because pride is not leaving me. Pride will have you bouncing from one circle to another, right? Because you're looking for a particular fit 
when we all fit into the body of Christ and we all fit into kingdom um, and we all are the church. Oh my God. I want to teach more on us being in the church, us being the church and what happened to us after the day of Pentecost. And when Jesus was saying, I'm going to build my church upon this rock, he was future speaking. So it had not happened yet. And that we are the church, right? And that we understand that, um, that we understand that I was reading a scripture the, the other day and I was like, let this be my truth, right? Because um, pride has always had me talking too much, right? I'm just going to be real. Um, pride has always had me talking too much. It used to have me talking too much. Um, and I ran into this scripture and I found the scripture and a lot of times um, self-importance makes you say more um, than you should, right? And so Proverbs 10 and 19, too much talk leads to sin, right? Um, um, Proverbs 18 and 2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Proverbs 13, 3 and 3, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin, right? James 1 and 19, um, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And um, so I, t I took this scripture and I just kind of wrote it out and I was like, Lord, I don't want any pride in me where I feel like I always got to be having something to say or I always got to be proving something through my words. Let me learn to be quiet and be humble because talking too much leads to trouble. Proverbs 21 and 23, he who guards his mouth and his tongue. Well, for me, for my pride, talking too much can be a symptom of my pride, right? Or a symptom of my insecurity or a fruit of that. So when the Lord began to show me that, he sent me a scripture for me to meditate on and say, meditate this scripture. Let your words be few. Um, don't speak out of turn because sometimes I can speak over other people. Don't speak out of turn. Be in waiting in your communication, making sure you're not running and saying so much so that your lips don't become careless. Oh, that's so powerful, right? And God, when we open our hearts up before him, guess what he do? So let me give you a little story about community and how community was restored and what community does with alignment. I had a friend I had not talked to in a really long time, and another mutual friend of uh, mine was dealing with uh, me about them. They just kept saying, I think you need to reach back out. I did not want to reach back out to this person. I don't even know. It was pride. Like, I was like, they, I was like, she can reach out to me. Like, she can reach out to me. And um, they brought it up again. Um, um, hey, you need to reach out to this person. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of ignored it for a second. And then finally, it came up again. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with my heart. You need to reach out to the person. So I paused. And I reached out to the person. And I recognized the only reason I had not reached out to the person was because I was being prideful. I don't even know if there was anything wrong with us. We just stopped talking. Well, when I reached out to the person, we didn't even have to have a deep conversation about anything. We really didn't. I just said, you've been on my heart, told them what our other friend has said, and then we took the position because God had divinely orchestrated us to be in community, in covenant relationship with each other, that we would not allow anything else to come in between our relationship. We both recognized we had been in pride. 
We both recognized that we didn't value what God was trying to do. We were letting what we thought supersede. And we both recognized there was areas and places we had to mature. And can I tell you, since this relationship has been back on course, there are so many things that have been aligning to our destiny. So community is important. Dealing with your pride is important. There are people that you are to be connected to that are a part of your destiny, that will open up doors, that will provide opportunities for you. But we have to let go of our pride, allow the people to not to be connected to us. Um, when the Holy Spirit is revealing to us in our lives what's prideful, that we let the Word do a greater work in us so that we can see the fruit of the spirit and not the fruit of pride is that good to y'all do y'all receive this word today do y'all receive this word today thanks neil for putting the scriptures on um youtube thank you vanessa for putting the scriptures on facebook that's what community does right that's what community does thank you guys um for letting me share with you and lead you in devotion this morning right devotion isn't just a feel-good moment it's a moment where we're with our Father and we allow Him to do a greater work in us. We worship God and we worship Him through obedience and we worship Him in the Word and we gain more understanding of who He is so that we can live kingdom on earth. I'm seeking kingdom. I don't want anything else but kingdom in my life. I don't want to experience anything else but kingdom in my marriage. When it happens, kingdom in my children. And the Lord has just been dealing with my heart in some very deep places, right? Dealing with me about being, trying to always be in control of everything and doing a greater work in us. That's what the Lord is doing. Let me pray over us. Father God, I thank you for your word today on pride. I thank you on your, for your word and the notes that you gave me from other teachers that have gone before us on even what humility is. I thank you for the move of the Holy Spirit about how important our community is, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that we are learning proper communication in our community. I thank you, Lord God, that we are humbling ourselves and we are not prideful. I thank you, Lord God, that we are centering ourselves on you, that we will stop talking about us and focusing on us and look out and focus on others. Show us if we have a critical spirit, Lord. Show us the places where we've been prideful, Lord God. And let us humble ourselves under your mighty hand so that you can exalt us up, Lord God. Thank you for this community of believers. Thank you for ladies' Bible study tonight. Thank you that this word is sealed in us. Woo, my God. Thank you, Lord God, that you are removing all pride from us. Thank you, Lord God, that this word, that we that we will share this word today throughout the world, that it will keep being shared, it will keep being shared, it will keep being shared so that our homes can be renewed, so that our workplaces can be renewed, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the same mind is in Christ Jesus is in all of us. Father God, if there is anybody that needs a healing this morning, we thank you, Father God, right now that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. Every fiber, every tissue, every cell in our body aligns with the Word of God. We decree and declare victory over our lives. Thank you for healthy immune systems. Thank you for healthy sinus, sinus cavities. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you are drying up anything in us 
that is unhealthy, no rogue cells, no mutations, Father God, no stomach pain, Lord God, no bad feet, no bad back, Lord God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing a greater work in us, for meeting us where we are so we can be better servants in the kingdom. Lord, we thank you for providing for us, for giving us our daily bread. We thank you, Lord God, for clothing us in our right mind, for giving us the activities of our lambs. We thank you, Father God, for your precious oil was not wasted this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. <laughs> My God, for we will not be robbed of of what you promised to us. We thank you every promise is yes and amen. I thank you, Father God, you are providing for every person on this devotional that you are removing the statute of limitations. We will not limit you. We will not think we've ran out of time. We thank you, Lord God, for removing limitations off of us. We thank you for creating in us a clean heart, renewing in us a steadfast spirit. And we just rejoice in you this morning. And we thank you, Father God, our minds, our spirit, and our soul are made healthy and whole. And you have removed pride from us this day, Lord God. Give us this day our daily bread. Keep us from evil, Father God. Let your kingdom come in our lives. Let your kingdom come in our marriages. Let your kingdom come in raising our children. Let your kingdom come to our workplaces. We will not leave you at home today. We will take you to work with us. We will take you when we encounter people today. Let your spirit move upon us. Let favor go before us. Let favor produce supernatural increase. Let favor be seen throughout this world, Lord God. My God, we thank you, Father God, for he who the Son set free is free indeed. We trouble the waters this morning so that we can get in. We drink, Father God, from your cup that is the living water, Lord God. Fill us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to know more about the ministry, log on to the website, lmjministries.org. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, you may give there also. You can cash out us, dollar sign, L-M-J-N, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. I couldn't think for a second. And then if the Lord has drawn you to a place where you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. Ooh. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Well, if you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And I would love to send you some materials and to continue to disciple you tonight, ladies, Bible study. I hope I see you in the place. Listen, um, I'm gonna, there's a... a Parking down there is a little tight, but around the corner from the building, there is a um, there's a parking garage that you can park in. I do not want you to let parking be your deterrent because that's how the devil do. He'll be like, girl, the parking is tight. And if you arrive like just at seven o'clock, the parking is better. But I want you to be there tonight um, um, at Bible study. Be with us. The Spirit of the Lord moved. And guess what? I'm expecting to see Kingdom at Bible Study tonight. You can be a, view it also on Zoom. I'm expecting Kingdom back here in the morning. We'll live on Instagram only. Saturday, our prayer call. Friday, cup. I'm going to be talking to you about what you do when you can't find your purpose. Ooh! 
I'll be talking to you about what you're doing Friday, on Friday. We can find your purpose. So Friday cup, Saturday the prayer call. And I cannot wait to serve you for the rest of the week because this is what God had called me to do. I love you so much. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Someone needs to know that God is love, not just in our words and actions, thoughts, and deeds. And I'll see y'all later this week. Am I forgetting? Oh, there's a pillow talk coming soon. Oh, we gonna paint. We gonna work out. I'm going to minister to you. Make sure you get registered when the pillow talk drops. There's a pillow talk coming soon. So we're going to send that flyer out soon. Love y'all so much. Thank you to all of you who served and give to Feed the Streets. As soon as we gave to Cumberland Towers, a mother inboxed me and said, Thank you for serving Cumberland Towers because my daughter lives there and she has barely she has barely enough, right? So when the Lord tells you to do something and you don't understand it, you need to just do it, right? The Lord had, she said, thank you for serving Cumberland Towers. She said, my daughter lives there and she just has barely enough. And I'm just like, Lord, you just keep proving to me that I'm doing exactly what you have asked me to do. And let me continue on. So every time you share a testimony with me, I promise you, it just fuels me up and blesses me. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Go be loved today so somebody else can experience the love of God. And I'll see y'all later this week. Peace. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 